Thank you for listening to River City 360. My name is Nolan Bicknell. With me, as always, is my co-host, Robert Zerk. Up first, we've got some coverage of a couple of events that took place in Winnipeg this past week, and we'll also tell you about a couple of events that are coming up. Then we'll tell you about the Friends of Haley Foundation and one family's tribute to their late daughter. And finally, Noah Ehrenberg sits down with us to talk about Community News Commons and all the latest in the world of citizen journalism in our city. All this, some great classic tunes, and much, much more on today's episode of River City 360. Welcome to River City 360. My name is Robert Zirk, joined by my co-host Nolan Bicknell, and we both hope that you are having a wonderful Sunday. As always, we're going to start things off with a song. Here's I Can't Help Myself by The Four Tops, right here on River City 360. Thank you for listening to River City 360. That was I Can't Help Myself by The Four Tops. Nolan and Robert here with you on this beautiful Sunday morning. Uh, So, Robert, I understand earlier this week you attended an event that was uh, a pretty cool event, a interview with Olympic hero Clara Hughes. That's right. Um, Clara was at the Winnipeg Free Press News Cafe to promote her new memoir, Open Heart, Open Mind, Um, as our listeners 
probably already know. Uh, she has won medals in both the Summer and Winter Olympic yeah, Games. Incredible in, uh, story. Absolutely, in uh, in both cycling and speed skating, uh, respectively. And she shares the record for the most Olympic medals for Canada with another Winnipegger, Cindy Clausen. Wow, there must be something in, w- in the water here for us to be pumping out so many uh, Olympic medals. Could be. So I imagine, I mean, she's a staunch mental health advocate. What What kinds of things was Clara Hughes talking about? Um, well, one of the topics of discussion was philanthropy. Okay. Um, she actually talked about donating her own money. And this was before, so this is before Canada had medal bonuses. Oh. Um, she, well, th- she did it right from the podium at one point, I'm pretty sure. Right as she was on the podium, she said she was going to donate her winnings to, I think it was Right to Play was the program? Yeah, Right to Play. She was inspired by another athlete who had, uh, who had donated their medal bonus. And uh, she uh, actually donated her own money. Uh, to Right to Play, which uses play and sport to help disadvantaged youth worldwide. Um, She's also involved with uh, Take a Hike, which is uh, an alternative education program for at-risk youth. One of the interesting things is that all of the proceeds of her book are going to charity. Uh, And a couple of the quotes, uh, you know, we tried to pick up audio, but the acoustics in the room weren't very good. But uh, one of the, a couple of things that she did say was, quote, the most important thing you can do when you have success is to reach out and just do something with it. And she also said that a champion is someone, not necessarily someone who wins, but someone who gives back. And so that's why she found it so important to be involved in in various causes. So she has been a champion to many issues, including mental health. Um, uh, She's been very open with her struggles with depression, and she's the spokesperson for the Let's Talk campaign. But I'm wondering, in this interview, did she mention anything about mental health or her depression or anything along those lines? Um, She did. She uh, kind of alluded to her own uh, struggles with depression. And she actually brought up, you know, that mental health hasn't really been raised as a major issue in this election campaign. Mm. One of the quotes uh, that she said was, these are issues that affect every single Canadian. And this is a really rich country in so many ways. I just believe we could do so much better. And uh, when she said that, it was suggested by uh, the moderator, Jeff Kirbyson. He asked, would you be able to reach out to the party leaders and and see if you could raise Mm -hmm. this as an issue? And she said that uh, she said that she would try and do so. And uh, that got a big response from the attendees. It's great to see her using her platform for something important like that, because so many people are affected by mental health issues that uh, you really need a champion to take up that cause. Absolutely. So the book is called Open Heart, Open Mind. Uh, How can people get a copy of the book? Uh, You can find it in major bookstores, or you can also find more information at Clara's website, which is clara-hughes.com. That's great. Thanks to Clara Hughes. You should definitely pick that book up if you have the opportunity. So, Robert, tomorrow is International Day of Peace, September 21st, and uh, I understand that there's a whole bunch of events going on right here in Winnipeg that uh, that are really trying to celebrate peace. Can you tell us a little about that? That's right. Uh, peace Days Manitoba is a series of events. Uh, it's been ongoing, and uh, there are even events happening today, and the events continue through September 24th, and we thought we'd tell you about a couple of them and uh, how you can learn about all the events that are coming up. So tomorrow, there is a medicine walk start, starting at the Thunderbird House right at 8 a.m., and a multi-faith sharing circle at 4 p.m. the same day right down at the Forks. So if you feel like you can get on down there, that'll be a great little event. There's much more going on, and for a full list of all the events, you can go to peacedays.ca. 
Coming up after the break, um, we're going to tell you a very important story about a family who set up a a fund at the Winnipeg Foundation uh, in honor of their daughter who had a very rare growth disorder. And uh, it's an incredible story. And these two are very courageous. Um, So stick around for that. It's it's a great story. Uh, But first, we're going to play you a song. How about uh, September song, since we're still in September, by Maggie Mae Robinson, right here on River City 360. Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan and Robert here with you this morning. Now, Nolan, I understand you spoke with a very inspiring couple recently. Uh, Tell our listeners about that. Absolutely. Noah Ehrenberg, who is our friend of the show and and guest coming up later in the show, had the opportunity to interview Colin and Janet Patterson. Um, They're two incredibly inspirational people. We put a little video together for the Winnipeg Foundation, and uh, they told us all about the Friends of Haley Foundation, which which is a fund uh, created at the Winnipeg Foundation in memory of their daughter Haley Marie Patterson. 
Uh, Haley was born at two pounds, 13 ounces at full term. So very, very small uh, due to a rare growth disorder that occurs in one out of 100,000 births. Uh, it's called Russell Silver Syndrome, a very, very rare disease. And uh, Haley spent her entire life, which was just 10 months, in the neonatal intensive care unit at the Children's Hospital right here in Winnipeg. Uh, Colin actually re re reflected on spending so much time there and not really knowing if or when they'd be able to take Haley home. Weeks turned into months and months into more months. And um, I think we broke new ground with them as far as how long a baby was, was in their uniform. Wow, and so they set up a, a fund at the Winnipeg Foundation to honor Haley? That's right. Uh, the Friends of Haley F Foundation, as I mentioned, is set up to support other parents and children in the NICU at the Children's Hospital, as, as well as so support a scholarship for graduating students at St. Mary's Academy who plan to pursue a career in any medical field so they can be a doctor or a nurse or anything like that. And uh, I thought it was just an incredible way to honor Haley's life. The Pattersons really had nothing but wonderful things to say about the, the support they received from the doctors and nurses that took care of Haley during her time at the hospital, which is a huge reason and, and basically why they wanted to do something to give back. They did amazing work there with her and there was times we thought we were going to get to take her home. She had a lot of struggles being so small, just uh, lots of issues with her heart and pulmonary hypertension and she was on a, a vent for for most of her time in the NICU. But you know, while she was there, we, we did our best to make her life as normal as possible. And we tried to do what we can and we always held out the hope that we'd be able to bring her home. And unfortunately, after, after many months and lots of struggles, we just, uh, we realized that we couldn't ask her to fight anymore. She had, her little body had gotten tired. We held her in our arms and we were able to say our final goodbye and we're so thankful that we were we got that opportunity to do that because there's a lot of families that don't get that chance so that is a, a blessing for us as hard as it was it was a blessing that we were able to say goodbye to her and so after that we we looked at it and we knew we wanted to do something to honor her memory and kind of thought of what we could do and it brought up the idea of a foundation after losing someone so important, it's really incredible that the Pattersons have been able to show such strength and perseverance. I couldn't agree more. They're really making a difference and helping others in the wake of their own personal tragedy. It's truly an incredible story. To give back to those that helped us out so much and, um, and to try to give back to other families, you know, whether it's by the money to the NICU or by helping somebody become a doctor. Everybody that hears Haley's story is just drawn to her and, and you know drawn to what we're trying to do and it's just the support is unbelievable. If you would like to support uh, the Friends of Haley Foundation or watch the video that we produced for the Patterson family, you can visit www.wpgfdn.org for more information. Coming up after the break, we'll be joined in studio by Noah Ehrenberg, the convener of Community News Commons. But first, here's The Bachelors with No Arms Can Ever Hold You, right here on River City 360. No arms can ever hold you Like these arms of mine
Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan and Robert here with you, and we are now joined in studio by Noah Ehrenberg. He's the convener of Community News Commons, a uh, citizen journalism project in partnership with the Winnipeg Foundation. Noah, thanks for joining us. Oh, it's great to be here. So we are in the thick of election season, sir. Uh, I understand CNC has been covering uh, the election uh, thanks to some, some input from some college students. Indeed. Uh, there are a lot of people writing about the federal election campaign, and some of the citizen reporters who are writing about it are second-year journalism major students at Red River College's Creative Communications Program. As you uh, may know, we are partners, uh, CNC is partners with uh, with uh, 
the um, Red River College. And um, what they do is they uh, use some of the resources there over at the college to um, put some stories onto the website. And uh, this week we had a story from Jason Duick, a, a, a student at Red River, about how to get the youth vote out or the difficulty mm. and the challenges behind that as well. Evan Matthews, another student, uh, wrote about the debate over fiscal issues and the balanced budget uh, amidst what is now probably the most expensive election campaign in our country's history. Wow. So a little bit of irony there. Right. So our uh, listeners can look forward to a number of uh, election stories that will be written by creative communications uh, students, journalism major students, and they're quite good stories. So um, I'm really looking forward to that. That's uh, Robert and I's, what is it called? Alma mater. That's right. Both uh, creative communications <laughs> graduates ourselves. Um, so let's maybe switch things up a little this week. Why don't you tell us about your favorite story that ran on CNC this well, week. Well, you know, I really like uh, stories that have to do with our community and mm-hmm. things that happen in our community that are meaningful. And Eva Arsenal, a, a, um, a citizen reporter, wrote about fall suppers, uh, and one in particular over at the St. Charles um, uh, Parish uh, in Winnipeg. Uh, she wrote about how this fall supper strengthens trust and solidarity and reciprocity among uh, parishioners. And uh, there mm. are many, many fall suppers across the province. And I, I like stories that look at these um, traditions. And uh, Eva wrote a really uh, great piece about that. And um, I just wanted to also remind folks that um, if anyone's interested in training, we're starting some CNC multimedia training uh, in October. October 20th it starts. Okay. And uh, that's every Tuesday and Thursday evening, Tuesday evening at Millennium Libraries, thir- uh, Library, Thursday evening at the Free Press Cafe. And uh, next week on CNC, there'll be a lot of uh, cover, or at least there'll be some um, details as to what the curriculum is. But uh, but it's all free, right? It's all free, free journalism training for anyone who wants to show up. Exactly. So That's go great. to the site, communitynewscommons.org, register, and it's very simple, and I will help you tell your story. Now, Noah, every week that we have you on, we like for you to bring a uh, a new local song for us to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have for us this week? Well, I, I wanted to focus on Winnipeg-based Karen Hammerstrand. Uh, she is... Um, uh, just released an album a couple of months ago called Lake Late Blooming. And she's kind of reminiscent of a 60s folk uh, artist. Uh, she sort of leans towards jazz and blues. But she writes from a deeply personal uh, perspective. And um, her songs are uh, easy to listen to. And um, and very and she's a very talented artist. Um, uh, let the uh, listeners know that we can you can catch uh, Karen at Sam's Place on Thursday, October the 8th coming up it's and, my birthday um, oh very good you can go there to sam's place and listen to karen play or uh friday october 23rd is her uh, next gig also at mcnally robinson booksellers so i wanted to play a tune uh from th- that latest album called late blooming the tune is called the fall from karen hammerstrand here on river city 360 cjnu 93.7 fm here we're sitting like two people do i think i'm smitten I'm smitten with you because I've never felt like this that I can recall. Like being on a tightrope and waiting to fall. High wire walking is all new to me. It makes me lightheaded and weak in the knees. And I keep telling myself to look straight ahead of the wall. So I won't see how far it is I can fall. I could fall I could fall 
that's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360. Thank you very much for listening, and a huge thanks to all of our guests, Colin and Janet Patterson, for telling Haley's story, and to Noah Ehrenberg of Community News Commons for telling us about this week in citizen journalism. If you'd like to hear more views and news from around Winnipeg, or listen to all of our past episodes, please visit rivercity360.org. River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg, is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with Community News Commons and CGNU 93.7 FM. Please give us a call. We would love to hear your feedback. Our number is 204-944-9474, extension 290. You can leave us a comment about the show, or request a song, or suggest a topic for a future show. That's 204-944-9474, extension 290. You can also look us up on Twitter and Facebook at RiverCity360 or search RiverCity360 on Facebook. I'm Robert Zirk for RiverCity360. And I'm Nolan Bicknell. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you again next week and have a wonderful Sunday.